Hobbitses. Hobbitses doesn't <laughs> like lights. Burgess doesn't like lights, Bryce. Stop it. I hate it when you fucking do that. It's freaking Kathy's, me out. Kathy's likes the Hobbitses. Paper Unger's mic is on. Can I, oh, shit. Paper Unger's. We <laughs> <laughs> heard everything you said. She's just babbling. <laughs> Can you shut it off? No. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Am I supposed to be participating? You're supposed to. Yes, you are. But that's why you're sitting in Unger's chair. That's we why don't, you got the blue but light. I have no headphones. Ah, whatever. <laughs> are you guys ready to do a show? Yeah. All right, let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion, and not everyone is supposed to like it. Ooh, recording live. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show. From the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, Pirates! I'm Kathy. I'm Miguel. And I am Count Boogie, and this is show 150. And I have to say that Unger's looking mighty pretty tonight. Uh, Unger! <laughs> Uh, pretty younger. Uh, pretty pretty younger. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's paper younger. Oh. It's paper younger. Well, younger just, ha- I don't know what's going on. I hope he's okay, but he said he couldn't make it to the show. He didn't give a lot of explanation. I don't like it when younger's so not here. We don't like it when younger is not here. Uh, not Nothing against paper doll and younger's chair. But, we like you know, paper doll. But uh, she's good on this side. Unger's good on that side. It's kind of, you know. I miss Unger, too. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we got uh, we got uh, the, uh, our, I what? don't know how to introduce Miguel other than it's just Miguel. being a fucking Miguel. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Miguel, who is uh, a uh, Threshold member, and uh, he is one of the more gregarious, outgoing individuals in our uh club if he's a publicity chairperson yeah he's our publicity chairperson if you've been to threshold you've probably met miguel he's (laughs) he just uh exudes unfortunately he just exudes (laughs) flash and and uh and he's a shark he's a good shark he gets he's 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 definitely a shark well you got to pick a shark but a shark is someone who is an ethical predator i mean we still know (laughs) we still know he's a pig he's a pig just like the rest of us but he's, he's honest he's and upfront, and he it. takes care of his girls. And so, if you're upfront, <laughs> I and you let pe- and you let people know what's going on, then you get to be a shark. So that's a that's an ethical wow. predator. It's a yes. Yeah, so you pick your your shark, and uh, your which brand of shark I'm you are. So illiterate when it comes to that. Like you're you're you're, so, you're what? <laughs> illiterate when it comes to sharks. I don't even know there's types of sharks. There's, You'll have to research. There's sharp ones. Research. There's been a lot of them biting people recently. Uh, some people losing legs shark. and stuff like that. Yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of sharks like in Brazil. There was one, and then there, I think nope. there was one. Yeah. Are there any, like, friendly sharks? Yeah, well, some sharks <laughs> That would be Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> some sharks can't talk. They just have to give a bite. Just that like a hello just... bite, which is actually a Bill Cosby routine there. Oh. We're not going to oh, talk yeah. about it. Oh. Let's not do jello pudding. He was my hero, you know? He was and a lot of people's he, hero. He's not my hero anymore. Well, uh, but anymore. anyway, God damn it. It's a big day, big show, one fifty calf. What is now? I don't know anything about Pinterest. 
and I don't think you know anything about I Pinterest. I love Pinterest. So I, Pinterest. I don't know. What the fuck is Pinterest? <laughs> Isn't that like a photo thing? It's just, yeah. You put pictures on it? Yeah, it's pictures, and it's fun okay, to look at. Uh, right. Okay. So I've been looking for something to do when I'm giving Creative Explorer a hand job. Oh, my God. <laughs> You got you, now. You got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's boring for me. You just sit there pumping away. He he goes into his la la land and completely forgets that I'm there, and his eyes are closed. And twenty <laughs> minutes later, I'm still sitting there pumping, and I'm bored out of my mind. And I've already cataloged everything in his room. There's nothing else to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Kathy, what? I'd like to make a perverted <laughs> podcast PSA announcement. If. <laughs> If you want to be interested in Kathy's sex, <laughs> please show up. <laughs> but he doesn't care as long as he's getting his hand job. So I've been looking for something to do. And this time, this is the time that I was going to put my foot down and I brought my phone with me. And he kind of looks at it. I said, I'm bringing my phone with me. I got to have something to do. And I think I'm going to try and play Crossy Road because it's this game I'm playing. Right <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a fun Frogger-like game. And, I'm, <laughs> and you're going to one-handed play this while you're jerking them off? So I'm jerking them off, and That's every time I'm stopping to see what I'm doing, I stop jerking them off. And he's like, ah, 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 <laughs> ah. He just, a no, series of I grunts just, at that you know, point. You don't realize it. I, am not, I don't have very good coordination. And whatever I'm doing with the left <laughs> I hand, I do with the right. I many people, Kathy, can game and jerk someone off for 20 minutes. I don't think, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. I, well, I had some high goals. You, you should probably the give yourself a little. pretty high. You're just right. like, ying, 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 ying. <laughs> I got yes, a gold medal. It was pretty much like that. I would stop, you know. So <laughs> I realized Pinterest was the thing to do. And so I pulled up Pinterest because it's just reading and looking at pictures. It sounds safer too. It was safe, <laughs> right? Because I don't want to hurt the guy. Yeah, like I don't want to know what you do when you lose. So you're like looking at pictures <laughs> exactly. of kittens. I squeeze harder. Oh! <laughs> Fucking kittens and apple pies and stuff. Yeah, and you're all, oh, look at that. It's just so yes. cute. A little ball of okay, yarn. So what do you look on inter- like Pinterest? Like what, what's I your just, whatever comes up on the feed, I was just <laughs> scrolling. Oh, look at that. That's a pretty puppy. Oh, look at that landscape. Oh, that organized closet. It was looking. <laughs> <laughs> look at that organized closet. I was so like, sexy. Kathy. Oh, sexy. Those colors. Are now <laughs> then I... Now, I got nothing to say to this. It worked because I got through the whole thing and I was entertained the entire time and his hand job did not suffer one bit. So I consider it a success. (laughs) (laughs) I get a clap. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, I don't even know what to say at this point. There's nothing to say. (laughs) Why am I even talking about this? You guys... uh, you guys need some rekindling? No, there's no kindling needed. You he's just, getting his kindling, and he's happy with the outcome, and then he comes, <laughs> and I clean it off, and then I, you know, he goes <laughs> plays his computer game, and I go watch some Netflix or I'm something. Sa- I don't know. Kathy, <laughs> you know, I have this book here. No, put that it's stupid book down. 365 ways to turn her on. I'm not touching him with him. a rolling paintbrush on him, his ass. You don't want to make your treasure box tingle? No. Let's I'll just make read my this. own treasure this box This one looks tingle. good. This is uh, blindfold her, then caress her body with all over with a feather boa. These, those two idiots Perfect don't know what for doing. enveloping her <laughs> in a soft and sensual luxury, irresistible when you put pull her towards you and feather her moan-making spots. 
I love it. Moon Rankin's book. This is my favorite book. <laughs> that is horrible. Please put that book no, down. No, and that's, look, it's the guy with the paint roller brush. It is. It's the same butt. dude. <laughs> This, Put that down, Kathy. You need this no, book. I've We're got gonna, Pinterest. What do I need? We that are book going for? to read that book until until Kathy gets some mojo. No, I've, I don't understand what's wrong with what I just described. It's perfectly it, reasonable. No, no, it sounds perfectly <laughs> mechanical and perfectly <laughs> non-intimate. But hand jobs are mechanical. Is my point? They are a mechanical thing that has to be done the exact same way over and over for an extended period of time. I I, I gave <laughs> I gave nodding. I gave Bunny. A hand job today. Women's hand jobs and, are completely and different. Mew was biting her shoulder exactly. and pulling her hair, and I was working. That's what I would want if somebody were doing me. And, but a guy just wants the same shit over and over and over again. No, Creative yes, Explorer no. wants the same. Well, I would yes, like. Actually, you're absolutely. I right. would not yeah. allow a hand job like that. Yeah, that's no, just he me. Just, he just and I know the there's job. a lot of guys that when are like the, D, the DS is something different. Right. The, the the portion of DS for this is you're giving me a hand job. Shut up and just do it. Stop your whining. So you're not playing Candy Crush or something <laughs> while you're getting fucked, right? <laughs> if I could, I would. You're playing Mario Apparently Kart. Apparently, I can't. Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart. <laughs> 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 oh, you're getting me, Daddy. Yeah. I yeah. wish Daddy, I could do oh, that. Oh, shit, a turtle shell. <laughs> <laughs> I can get into that. <laughs> That's, I have fucked. Abyss and I fucked. When we were together, I, we fucked during Mario Karts because that was her jam. Uh, it was very awkward. It was very, but can we move on, please? Yeah, let's All let's right. do that, Kathy. I, I, I hear you just, had a park day. I'm sure. Yeah, today was actually a very lovely day. There's, you know, because... Um, there are so many things uh, to talk about, and today was Park Day. We found a park because, obviously, for those of you that are in the know in Pokemon Go, it is not a dead game to Mew. Uh, Mew is still obsessed with Pokemon Go as well as your games, and so the character that is being released finally after two years or however long this game has been out, the Mew character is now available ah. on Pokemon. And literally for six months, she's been talking about, Daddy, you know, I'm studying for the MCATs. You know, this is really important. It's the center <laughs> of my life. But I'm telling you, when that fucking Mew comes out, <laughs> it's on. <laughs> so we have scheduled in her thing. She finishes her eight hours a day of study, and then we can go out, and there's assignments you have to do. It's not just going to pop up. It's like a whole thing. Wow. And you have to literally, I've wasted a tank of gas so far, and just, you know, there's shit you got to do to get the Mew, but it's uh. Mew getting a Mew, and she has to get it. So, so I can't, we, it's not something I can do while I'm beating him no, off. No, you right? can't. Okay. Yeah, if you can get your Mew while beating him off, you let Mew know that that is the trick, and she will. She will spank some Yurkle, okay? Oh, okay? She'll she'll get I in it. I don't know what that means. But so okay. anyway, a place where there's a lot of Pokemon, uh, uh, Fry's Electronics or whatever, there's a lot of those. And then we found this little park. And it's not like a normal North Hollywood crappy, homeless, piss-smelling park. Oh, it was actually really nice, and it had all this equipment that, of course, Bunny's just a freak show of a little. <laughs> and there's like these rope domes. Her and, eyes just And there's out. a climbing wall. Like totally all the unsafe equipment. Like you know this park should be shut down because kids are going to die. The slides are extra tall and just all this stuff. And so she just weighed in, and there's trees that like, you know, the right trees to climb. So... So Bunny's been like chomping at the bit and we're like, okay, let's go to this park and then Mew can study under a tree and do some book and then we'll go and she'll climb trees and stuff like that. So do we did, some book? 
She'll do some books. She'll do some book. That's what she does. She does book. And let me tell you, sometimes That's she fucks it and sometimes it fucks her. That's part of studying. Okay, good. So it was just really this nice little clean park and, you know, we just, you know, hide and seek and, you know, different stuff we did. And, and then, uh, and so it was really nice because we don't get out a lot. We don't go. I mean, Bunny goes out all the time. She's out all the time. You know, Mew and I are like little vampires. And literally, there is hissing. <laughs> it burns, you know, oh, when we go yeah. out. So it was it was kind of a special day to just go to the park in all of this study, which leads to my next thing, which is probably not just for me, but it is really important for the podcast because for as long as Mew has been in my life... Taking this MCAT exam has been the biggest goal of her life. It is everything that we do. It is everything that we are preparing for, for her to study and take this test and qualify for med school and get into a med school that is hopefully in the area, you know, so we don't have to fly and, and, and do that. And so she has been, this has been up to this moment. By next week's show, she will have finally taken this test because it's Friday. So everyone, and we've talked about it over and over on the show. And and so it's like literally I moved her in the last like six weeks because at her house, she kind of gets a little distracted and wants to play games and whatever. And I have turned into coach six weeks. We have an eating schedule, a fucking schedule, a Pokemon (laughs) Go schedule, and eight hours minimum a day of studying. And she has done it. She has done it for six. I mean, she was doing six hours a day before, and we upped it to eight and just moved it. And it has been an – it's like coach, like literally every everything is up to this moment. And it is so exciting because she's just been awesome. And, and there was something I had – you know, you have these epiphanies because my job is to try to put her in that headspace because for a long time she had a lot of trouble with tests. And – she gets a little freaked out. She doubts herself and whatever. And so there's been a way we've been kind of dealing with that. And I started with kind of the honest approach. Hey, you're not a strong test taker. We have to work harder. We have to make plans. We have to build a schedule. That is going to lead you because you're not a strong test taker. You know, you're going to have to work a little harder. So when you get there and you're nervous, you can do a little better and then even out. It'll even out by the harder work. And she got that, and we did that. And all of a sudden, like literally three nights ago, I realized I just had this epiphany at three in the morning, and I'm like, you know, because I had said that as recent as like a few days ago. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I just woke up. (laughs) I wasn't sleeping, getting attacked by bugs. And I just stood up, and I'm like, oh, shit. I was supposed to reverse that. About three weeks ago to program her because the bottom line is she's been taking all these practice tests, right? Because she's been working so hard and her scores have improved greatly from what she started with to now she's scoring all around the scores you need to qualify for med school. This person has done the work and she is now stomping these tests and doing well. She always wants to do better, but she is doing great. And the evidence is that she does not have a problem taking tests anymore. She is doing it. She is achieving it. So the fact that we're talking and 
all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking negatively affirming this fucking person to keep her nervous. Instead, we should be turning around and saying, this is now what she has to say 20 times a day. I am a great test taker. That was Mew, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. So instead You've of. You've gone insane with this. I am a great test taker. <laughs> Doesn't sound anything like her. <laughs> it's, it's she's a little morph, <laughs> but it's it's true. When you get to a certain, you know, and there was a reason for it to kind of poke her in the ass and say, "Hey, you can't fuck around because you got to work a little harder." There is a point to where you have to start positively affirming someone and painting a picture of winning. And so, I felt really bad. It was like a failed daddy moment because we've been doing. I mean, Kathy, just this last year with Bunny, Bunny in the same way. A year and a half ago was very insecure about her performance in school because she had some bad semesters and just literally fucking stomped it. Like, got, turned her fucking head around, started getting all fucking A's, great scores, was worried she wasn't going to qualify for any four-year university. And instead, with all the positive affirmation and the co- you know all the things we work together as a family, we're all working hard on things. Bunny has now qualified for five different universities in this area, and she chose one that is perfect for her. So, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm rambling, but I am so proud of these women, and they have inspired me so much because both of them have dedicated themselves to their bigger picture in life, which, of course, Kathy, you and I know you and I didn't. <laughs> so oh, yeah, well, we you didn't. should be proud, and I think you should also be proud of yourself because you know from outside, I have seen that you know I know you, f- I've known you for a while, and yeah, you guys have fun and you do this and the fortress and the daddy and the spoiling, but you know, w- when you see it from a power exchange dynamic, uh, it's amazing because it's not just fun and, and fuckery and sex and you know, it's also like making sure those people that are giving you their uh, trust you know you're taking it to another level you're improving their lives and therefore you're improving your own life so i think that they're just a reflection of yourself as well you know they their achievements are your achievements so i think it's also valid that for you to say they're doing great because i am doing great bravo bravo absolutely yes well well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just admit it. Just, yeah, it's okay <laughs> to say. like bouncing I'm on the table. You want to say something funny? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And let me just say, you've been, you've been really working hard on the music. I haven't gone any. That's home. a completely new yeah. thing for you. Well, you I, really I work the electronic hard. music? I work on the, yeah, the you, electronic yeah, music. Yeah, you had to learn a whole <laughs> yeah, new. Yeah, no, you yeah. told me. <laughs> well, I can't sit around two amazing women that are busting ass and achieving fantastic things in their learning. You know, and just sit on my ass and be fat and ask for fucking hand jobs while they look at Pinterest. I gotta up my game. Hey, don't diss the Pinterest. Okay? I gotta up my game. I want to work hard enough to where they don't look at kittens and Mario Kart with my hand jobs. Yes, Bunny. Oh, I just wanted to agree with Miguel because I think a lot of the time you don't acknowledge your own awesomeness and what you do for us like as we were talking about the other day what are you doing with your feet i don't know she's (laughs) milking her toes we milk toes now every morning (laughs) yeah wake them up every morning by milking their toes like udders but i was just gonna agree with him i liked what he said thank you (laughs) thank you well i think it's uh, when you get in a situation we'll talk about this in polysanity a little bit 
But when you get in a situation to where everyone is dedicated to the improvement, it's, it's like any group. It's not even just relationships. When you get in a peer group where you are around, everyone wants to better themselves you're going to achieve great things because when you're by yourself, it's easy to get distracted, especially if you have a yeah. brain like mine and ours. It's easy. You know, you get motivated for a little bit and then you don't. But when you surround yourself with people that are trying to climb the mountain yeah, and you're willing to leave all the people that are just lost and don't want to grow, um, amazing things happen. And a lot yeah. of people are afraid to let go of those people in their life that are toxic. They don't want to improve. They don't want to do anything. It doesn't mean they're good or you know bad people. Yeah, yeah, no, just it just means these are people that are not aggressive about wanting to improve who they are as a person. And that, and that can hold you back. It holds me back. So taking the time for us to all have standards with each other and up our game, I think, has led us to this great moment. And, and this is – I don't care – I already know Mew is going to go in and be a champion because she is trained like a champion. And she has, she has, I have never seen anyone study that hard because she has a dream and be that consistent. So no matter what score she gets, I feel very proud of her because I know she's going to be able to say, I did the best I could. Whatever the score is, hey man, that's, that's a fucking test. But whatever it does, and I'm just, I don't know, I wanted to take a lot of time <laughs> off of That's Potato great. Mayhem That's really to talk great. about this amazing moment because it's been so long. And we're terrified, not of the test. What the fuck are we going to do after the test? Really? You guys are going to crash She's hard. Been, we're, <laughs> I'm like, we have to, you know, we've already started setting up an agenda. She's going to learn more piano. She's going to go on a rope journey because she wants to learn some rope topping. You're going to take a break, right? Please. Well, she's yeah. going to be able to sleep for three days and, you know, play video games. But I, I promise you, she'll get bored and droppy probably within 24 hours. Yeah. So we're going to have a program in, in place. I mean, she still has a lot of work to do and prepping for, you know, all the stuff she has to do to get into the, the uh, you know applications and all that stuff, but it's just here we are, we're here by next week. She's she's accomplished this great goal, right? And just coming right off of Bunny getting into the college that she wanted to get into, and she'll be able to stay here. This is just I don't I'm I have a lot of like fuck. Am I going to be worthless? <laughs> I'm going to be worthless yeah, I, in, I was in two to, weeks. I was trying to look for this like a. Uh, quote but uh, it goes something like this like aristotle say said you know greatness is not something that just happens greatness is something that you achieve every single day absolutely. by trying absolutely you know so i think that's as you said you know she's already a winner she's already all that and she could possibly be more you know we can all be more sure but just every day trying to be to be your best that's that's already greatness yeah you know and that she's doing her best you are doing your best and making sure she makes her best and the other one makes her best and then you're like oh my god i also need to make my best <laughs> you know because as you said like, oh, shit. it's exciting it's, it's just, a vicious cycle. it's exciting and we have lots of freaky crazy sex let's <laughs> not forget <laughs> that part let me okay. I, I just it's important you know, that, that's the part like you have to like you know <laughs> you need a balance like, yeah manage time yeah because some like, of those students that study and study and study and then they go like they go into med school or they go into their graduate program and whatever and they don't do anything and the best they do is go out on yeah. the weekends and get high and forget their life yeah you know it's just like shit man we stay here and we do stuff and we make music together and do things and just all sorts of crazy fuckery and like um oh my like God. leg petting at soap 
What's what? all that about? Who the, the fuck told you that? What? The, I don't know what you're talking what? about. The light what? Leg petting at soap. Oh my okay. God. What was that? Was, it was that when I came last time? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, I want to know too. Who the <laughs> God damn it. I was here. <laughs> oh my God, I want to know. <laughs> what was that, Boogie? Who told? Well, that's not even on the list. Yes, we're going long. We're going to yeah, get let's talk about You this. told her. Which let's one of you told her? about this. You're such a dick, Mew. <laughs> <laughs> I just praise you and you throw me under the bus. <laughs> God, it was awkward. <laughs> All right, fine. We're at Soap, and Bunny and I, you know, Soap is the social of age players, and it's all different types of age player and diapers and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm sitting on one table that's right next to couches, like literally right up against them, and Bunny's there, and we're cuddling and whatever. And then Bunny gets up and goes away, and then I'm talking to Spike because Spike was there. And then I turn around, I'm talking to Spike. I'm sitting in the same spot on the edge of this table right up against the couch, and I guess these these two guys – you know, in baby gear, start cuddling. Like, literally just lay down right on the couch <laughs> next to me, like, like kind of in my space. <laughs> and I'm just talking. I'm like, eh, creepy. I fucking hate dudes. And uh, <laughs> and they're, like, all over each other. And I'm like, whatever. Do your thing, man. And I'm talking to Spike. And all of a sudden, on my leg, I feel fingers. <laughs> no. Fingers. I feel fingers on my leg. And I go, God fucking oh, damn it. And I look consensual. down and I think the one dude thought he was petting the other dude's <laughs> arm. Oh, no. And he's like kind of because they're both all spacey and in love with each other. And he's just like kind of starts rubbing my leg. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God. God. And I look down and I'm like, that's my leg. And you just see him kind of. You still spacing? He's like, uh, and he just goes back to petting <laughs> the other guy, and I'm like, ah, ah. And Mew was having a crisis study day, and she was free. And I told her that, and she starts cackling, laughing. <laughs> She's, like, I feel so much better. That's so funny. <laughs> That's a potato mayhem. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't think she talks like that. It's not. <laughs> she doesn't sound like that. She doesn't sound like that electronic voice. She doesn't sound like any of those. Ah, what do you say every day, 20 times a day now? I am a great test taker. That's right. <laughs> so we're getting long. Let's ignore okay. the last two and move you on. You want to move on? Oh, yeah. Thank please. God. FedLife.com. Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs. FedLife.com. Consensual, safe, and sane-ish. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so, just like Decorous, who wrote something called Vanilla Musings and Bearded Men. Oh, that's right. I love this. It's a good one. All right. She says, in the past year, I have turned my attentions to the vanilla side of dating. Left disappointed and a little fed up with kinksters with no face pics. They pique my interest at first, and then I start to build a connection with them, only to have my hope stash when they reveal a selfie. Not that I'm a beauty queen, but there has to be an ooh moment in any relationship that spark of interest, something to build upon. I've had relationships with two vanilla men, both of them with full beards. The first was so good looking and manly, well over six feet with piercing blue eyes and a beard that would make ZZ Top proud. In my eyes, the epitome of a dominant man. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't from here. I set my sights on him and corrupted him. He was fascinated by my submissive nature, and he took to it well. So well that he was a bloody natural. 
Oh, how I adored him and couldn't believe he was my sir. Every time I kneeled for him, it was like he was the Messiah. I would kiss his feet gladly when instructed to do so, and my heart swelled with emotion. He called me his little butterfly. He said I was beautiful yet fragile and needed protecting. Fast forward with three months. Oh. I asked him how it felt when I knelt for him in my subposition, and his response, it's fun and new, but to be honest, I don't like it when you look down. I was always brought up to respect women, and you calling me sir feels wrong. I've had to learn the hard way. You can corrupt a vanilla man who classes himself as a little kinky, but you cannot mold him into a true daddy. Yes, they can play at being Dom in the bedroom, but they can't or don't know how to treat a submissive woman's heart. Uh, well, yeah, uh, anyway. I mean, yes, please. You know, there's no shame in being an optimist. No, no, no shame, shame in being an optimist. And, uh, mm-hmm. but ultimately, I mean, there is a few things with like, <laughs> like, I don't know what co- community she's in, but you know. I say I told this to Kathy. I <laughs> joked to Kathy today. Now Miguel's probably three times more handsome than me, so he, <laughs> he ups the he ups the game. Shut up, bitch! Sorry, oh I'm trying to keep it real. <laughs> but I joke with the girls all the time. I am like, ladies, I am so sorry that I am at the top of the bar. <laughs> I am so sorry. That I represent the upper scale of what uh, an attractive man <laughs> you is. You know we're going to get emails <laughs> saying, fucking Boogie's so full of himself, he considers him at the top of the scale. No, I am at the top of the scale as far, not maybe as looks, but as far as, you know, you know he's being also, awesome. He's also trying to be humble. I don't know if you ever, guys, have ever, guys, girls, unicorns, hey. have ever seen... Um, the pictures of his like old pictures when he's all like raped I the have with the seen fire it. and you're like damn good you, thing I didn't meet him you, back you, then you yes <laughs> damn now life has yeah. beaten yeah. him up yeah, you know it's really stupid to have those <laughs> pictures up there no it's Why good because it's just like pic- oh <laughs> what could have been oh no <laughs> no no it's still there it's my still girls there. are like I'm demisexual they don't say it with optimism anymore oh stop they just it's like kind of that like martyrdom cross that they bear they're like I'm demisexual I, yeah, you I still like got him. it you still got I it like just happens that bones hurt yeah, a little I, more I, I still got it I just got a lot more of it <laughs> just got a lot some of it's hanging but um, wow <laughs> just like the balls okay okay Mew which side do my testicles hang on the left thank you very much that's right she daddy's, pays attention daddy's old balls <laughs> okay you were saying <laughs> she, she loves daddy's old balls no it there You're at a, the top. There was a couple things that I thought, once again, were optimistic. But then I started thinking about kind of the reality. Like, she's looking for, like, this picture-perfect dominant, which, hey, get in the long line. <laughs> Welcome to the long line. We're also, on this end, looking for the perfect submissive that just, just loves every word that drips out of my mouth and wants to just <laughs> lay at my feet and lick my feet. And I don't have either of them sitting across. <laughs> you do, but it's kind of mixed with this defiant, hyper. In- it's what I'm saying is I'm kind of a whore. We all know that. Let's let's just put that on the table. So I have <laughs> played and been intimate and had uh, partners, many of them, and I can literally count on half a hand. How many women I've been with, and I don't play with men, so I only know uh, from the female point of view, 
I've only have a half of them that I would say are pretty much 24-7 type submissives. Maybe a yeah. few of them. Most of the women that identify as bottoms or submissives are really only submissive in play and in that yeah. moment. And other than that, they, they don't feel that that power exchange, you know, as, as far as that. They, they bought they them. And then they have moments where they're submissive. My girls have moments where they're very submissive. But it's not, it's that kind of fantasy that I have yeah. in my head that, oh, you know, because I don't like to be challenged and told no and told I'm an idiot and yeah. all the things that my girls tell me on a regular basis. You know, so it's kind of like, I hate to tell this poster to lower your fucking bar, but just really. I, you're going to have to. You know, I mean, there's not yeah. a lot of dominance out there. And then again, you, it's not. we're humans. This is not a grocery store when you're going to yeah. go find. I mean, even if you go to a grocery store, you're gonna, not going to find perfect item that you want go cook yeah. it yourself yeah but right? even then the apples are going to have bruises yeah and, and i mean the salad I mean, the lettuce got to be wilted and, and guess what if if it's perfect it's plastic and it's not real so and that's <laughs> when that's what she <laughs> that's found true. yeah that's what she found in the other go ahead kathy you tell your part no i you know i've said this before so and I, here i i guess i'm going to piss someone else off because <laughs> my opinion is not going to be very popular but when she says in my eyes the epitome of a dominant man i how can you look at the way someone looks, just the aesthetics, the and physical, just, well, and, that's the and, romance and, and version claim of, that of to the be dominant. the epitome of a dominant? Because in looking at someone, you have no clue what's inside. You have no clue what's going on in their head, what kind of personality they have, whether they're it's kind, whether they cruel. It, it, it is. is. And so, it and is. I, but look, I understand what she says uh, when she says that you have to have that oh moment. Um, I can understand it intellectually, but I am demisexual, so I, I don't, uh, I don't have experience with that. Because when I was growing up, um, like in high school, all my friends would would comment on just these gorgeous guys on the football team or something, and and they'd all talk about them, and I would join in just to join in. But I didn't. I I, I just saw another body. I I was perfectly cognizant of the fact that that he was very well sculpted and and had very clear skin and he and and he was a yeah. a, a very good example of a human being <laughs> but i i was not sexually attracted to him right so uh, uh like i said i can understand it intellectually and i know that most people are like that so i i i empathize with her and i understand that you are looking for that spark but whether you're demisexual or not in my experience, my friends and the people I've talked to, they've developed that spark over sometimes not a long amount sure. of time simply because what comes out of that other human being, man or woman, whoever you're with, it speaks to a part of you that then goes right to your nether regions <laughs> and makes you all hot and bothered because of the way they act, because of the way that they treat you, because of how dominant they are or how submissive they are. It can and does work in the reverse. And so I think her experience is just an example of how badly it can go, you know, in, in, in this case at least. So you're saying that, that in most, what I'm kind of hearing you say, and maybe I'm taking a little side road, is that I've learned here that both dominance and submission are inspired. 
that there that there are not a lot of like I am dominant, dominant to, to everyone. I am truly natural born dominant, which is bullshit. <laughs> um, your mom beat the shit out of you, told you wherever the fuck to go when you were three years old, and you fucking uh, submitted. She still does when I she go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mexican. I obey. Screw that. I'm not getting in trouble with my mom. The fucking chunkler come out. Oh, hell yeah. That's not a myth. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. I'm beat afraid him. of my mom. You know, you know what she would do to me if she knew I am in a power exchange relationship with two girls that I beat their butt? You know how bad that would <laughs> oh, be? Oh, the chunkless would come out. <laughs> oh, that'd be yeah. awesome. Kindness. Oh. Almost as good as Muse Mom. Is <laughs> the good. But no, I. so I think you're kind of, it's like you said, like that relationship is inspired, like, that power exchange, I mean, you may have instant chemistry with someone and you instantly feel like you want to submit to them, but I find that that is usually based on attraction, infatuation, and lust. You know, that that initial, like, oh my God, I just want to, you know, submit to him or, or I want to dominate her, or that's just initial. But the real power exchange, the one that goes out of the playroom yeah. and into the relationship. I think that's got to be inspired by getting to know, is this person's dominance the type of dominance that's going to make me a better person? Is this person's submission going to be the submission that inspires me to be a better person? And if you, you, you're not going to find that out on an Instagram pic. No, You're yeah, going to see someone that true. fits a visual, maybe. I think it's valid to say, I am physically attracted to this. Like, sure. this type of person absolutely. is an absolute turn-on for me. Right. But you cannot judge, judge a book by its cover, right? So for you to say, well, that's the dominance, like, ah, yeah, you know, like no, no, you no. haven't even spoken to that person. Exactly. That's not, maybe you have an ideal of what a dominant would be. You and know, you would like your dominant you to look like that. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. And, but, eh. <laughs> and, and if that, and if you, everyone's allowed to have their standard. Yeah. Everyone's allowed to have their standard for physical appearance yeah, yeah, and whatever. The, the the thing is, and we'll get in this is also going to be a polysanity point, is is that, you know, you can have your standard, but you might wait a while because the long line for hot looking bearded men who also <laughs> happen to be authentically dominant. dominant there's a long line. Well, for that, just like yeah. there's a long line of authentically <laughs> might, submissive, she submissive. might find it. Believe me, if she were to find yeah, it, good for you, good girl. For you. you, you get go get it and have a happy life with that. That's wonderful. But but I, have I your think, expectations like realistic because uh, yes. that's not going to happen while you do it on Tinder. Right. It, it, right. Yeah. If you want a really dominant, won't. like I, I, I'm sorry, but you have to stop looking in the vanilla world. Yeah. because it's just not oh, going to yeah. happen. And yeah, and yeah, but I, I admire her. Her her tenacity and wanting to go for it and not finding it in the kink world and then going into the vanilla. But obviously it didn't work, right? As she says, I'm, I get intrigued by them and then I see a picture and I say no. Sure. So this time I'm going to go for the picture and yeah. make, see if I can turn around. And that doesn't work either. Well, and, and once again, you don't want to say there's any absolutes. There, I mean, not all dominant men are in the lifestyle. Maybe they are. Maybe they are vanilla or think they're vanilla and then they're inspired oh, okay. to it and I, then I all of a sudden yeah. now they're into it and they're present. You know, he or she, but female that dominance like too. The huh? But that's like winning the lotto, expecting that the person you're going to meet is eventually going to become a dominant. Because yeah, 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 yeah. It is the luck of the draw. It yeah. is. I mean, maybe there's, there's better gamble, screening questions involved. you can do and you because can ask I've their personality for you. i heard that story a lot of times. Like, oh my God, they put on their plenty of fish, I think it is. Right. Uh, he, she, it is a, do it's a dominant, so submissive. And we started like, you know, I brought them to the dungeon and they freaked out and they left. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, Because yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. they're not dominant. Yeah, yeah they, or, they got blindfolded and they did. Or they just, <laughs> their, <laughs> or their level 
level of dominance does not match what we do. Exactly. Or their level of submission. Uh, or, you know. or, or they think they're dominant, but what they really are is just someone who likes to have their way. Which Two is, completely that's, different. That's me. No. What? <laughs> you, that, you like to have your way and you're dominant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, but but there are a lot of men, and believe there me, when I before com- fat life, get confused with being exactly. an asshole with being a dominant. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm an asshole. I want to have my way. Oh, I must be dominant. I will go find a submissive woman. What? Look at what all these freaks are doing. This is not and what I want. Women <laughs> dominance do female dominance and do that too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So no we've been talking a lot about men. I just figured <laughs> we'd throw in that you know no, no, not no, all dominant, <laughs> not all dominance are men. We're not female dominance represent about fifty yeah, yeah, percent yeah. of those that are. Uh, dominant so yeah yeah well that was good and really decorous i you know go we for feel for yeah if you can Do hey nice work if you can haul. get it yeah but uh and if you have the magic dice look in the look in the kinky community like there, or expander kinky expander, community yeah. yeah like look on fet life yeah you know yeah <laughs> all right we're doing good so far wait we have not checked in with paper unger i don't <gasps> know what's unger. going paper on unger. in the chat room paper unger what's going on in the chat room um. have they rejected you they have not. It's a very small group. This they may have rejected me, but just not showing up. <laughs> but I'm not sure if you're going to want to hear what's going on in the chat. Oh yeah, just we want to be hear. vague. Just be just be brief. <laughs> no, I mean, it's okay. It's just mostly about you. So about like, what? About who? About you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are what, they? What? Fi- tell us. Tell us. Are they sodomizing no, we want me? To know. No, my we girls would get, love to hear that. Not get sodomized. Uh, they're talking about how um, you guys are using your relationship for. Self improvement, and uh, I think uh, Laz used the term polytherapy and poly. Uh, I don't know something else, but okay. it depends on poly. How you guys are encouraging? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, I mean, if me is becoming a doctor and Boogie's helping coach toward that, that's that's very encouraging. But then we started talking about how uh, to the microphone. Oh, sorry. We started talking about how uh, um, Boogie got fondled at a soap party by two uh, guys <laughs> in diapers, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> So that kind of led to the the fact that maybe you're making some progress in therapy that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it didn't necessarily... That I'm putting out that energy (laughs) that it's like, hey, you know, fuck it, you know. also questioning whether it was truly an accident. (laughs) I take care of littles. You suck one dick, they call you gay. I, I, you know... Yeah, everyone's got to just have that moment where you just you're all, hey, bro, you've had a bad day. Let me just suck you (laughs) off. I mean, if you're getting more comfortable with dudes, I think it's more that... um, that you're having your what about Bob moment, and then they said maybe Bob is what you called your testicles <laughs> or your penis um, since you were okay with with guys Yikes. touching you. And <laughs> wow. you, know, you know, what about Bob has the uh, baby steps yes. uh, philosophy? So movie. they thought maybe so since man babies were touching you and you were okay <laughs> with it, that that was baby steps <laughs> in the oh right God. direction. I love the chat. Thank you so much, Paper Doll. <laughs> paper Unger. Awesome. That's uh, Paper Unger. Paper Unger. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty. Look, special. look, both the girls are clapping. <laughs> They're like, Yay, <laughs> Daddy's humiliation. We do what we can. It tastes that. so oh, good. Oh, oh, and they were also kind of oh. impressed that Mew knew that your testicles hang to the right, and that might have been because they <laughs> it's provide. It's the left, by oh, the sorry, way. Sorry, to the left, because that's where you provide the emotional support from the emotional support <laughs> testicles, which may cause them to hang to the left. Uh, Boy, paper hunger tells us a lot more than regular hunger, <laughs> but because it's science. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what just scared scared the shit out of me? It's right like brain, left testicle. These people know me better than I know myself. <laughs> what true. the fuck am I saying on this show? Stuff we need to tell you about hey. podcast news. <laughs> One million dollars. What is that? The million dollars. Okay, I'll make it. I'll try to make it brief because I don't make anything brief. That's why I have a show because I can talk and babble and be an idiot. But um. 
when I was a boy, <laughs> here it comes. Oh, I, I had Kiss's double platinum album. Oh. And remember Kiss double platinum and, you know, and because I was a Kiss freak when I was like nine, ten years old. And I had heard, I found out that a platinum record was when you sell a million copies of your album. Gold records, 500,000. In my music career, all I've ever tried to do is get a million, you know, that's, that's been my big dream. I don't care because that's real. You can't fake selling. That means a million fucking suckers came and bought your album. It's not like something you can hype like radio true, airplay true, true. and stuff like that. People that show up to your concert are real. Followers. And the people that, that buy the album are real. So that would mean that I did it. I was right. So I've tried my whole life. I had a record deal. I've done that. I mean, I think the highest I ever got with album sales was like balsa wood, you know, or celery. <laughs> which is significantly lower than gold or platinum. I also think, would, really? Well, I mean, you got to have a name for every level. And I think... I like well, celery. I like <laughs> celery. Organic. I, celery. I did. The RCAA gave me, they called me up and they said, you earned celery. You've sold three copies of your album you spent $25,000 on. Um, where do you want us to send it? And it was like just a rotten piece of celery, and I'm like, I, I just, I'm, I'm gonna eat it, you know, <laughs> twenty five grand. So I've never got that, and of course, that's a sadness because that's been a real goal my whole life. So then you start compromising with yourself, and you're like, okay, that might not happen. <laughs> I fucked up a lot, and I had a lot of great opportunities. I fucked them all up. We don't talk about those. Uh, one day, one, <laughs> one day, day maybe. One other but, time. But if you heard them all, you'd be like, "Wow, boogie, <laughs> you got time. You you really <laughs> fucked yourself, and now you're here." So I I kind of lowered it and said, "Well, I do a lot of internet videos, and I get good amounts of views, and and so I said, well, I mean, a nice accomplishment would be like a video because I have ones that are like two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, whatever. But I never got a million views on a video, so I'm like, well, you know, that's a good." It's a good. Th- what the hell are you doing? What is going on over? Why is like Mew just grabbed Bunny by the hair and shoved her face into the? What's going on? What did you do, Bunny? <laughs> did you coughs? <laughs> what are you doing, Pumpkin? Oh, you tapped her with a ping oh pong. Oh my bat. God, they're fighting. What were you thinking? She tapped her with a ping pong paddle, and then Mew just got aggressive and grabbed her and shoved her face. It down. was looking good. That was good. That, was good. Well, I have no idea what I was saying. But I was liking it. <laughs> so I look anyway. over at you and she just smiles at me with this evil look. <laughs> so anyway, so that was kind of my secondary goal. Like, And I don't have one. So so the Dr. Doe video that Kathy and I hosted, Dr. Doe. I, d- I did not do anything You did. You were in the video. back when we were petting. A lot of people comment. What, I sat the, there and petted the a stuffed that, animal? The fact that we were in the back was a big thing. So I did this Ew. video with, uh, with Dr. Doe, and then I was on her show a couple weeks ago. And uh, and that was my first video that ever reached a million views. It's like over a million views. Nice. So with the clap, with the clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't technically my video, though. I mean, I was in it and I was doing things. Isn't your therapist telling you to take the win? Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it was good. So anyway, and it's brought a lot of people to Threshold. It's got a lot of people, you know, it's got a lot of people interested and in the lifestyle. And it's a million views. And it's a million. People, so a million people watch yeah, you 
teach Dr. Doe how to do some kinky shit. I wish the editor would have put the aftercare section in that video because we did it. <laughs> I know. And everyone's like, well, what about aftercare? And she's like, he cuddled, important. He cuddled me. <laughs> the editor was, I don't think the editor the, was kinky. He was like, so oh, wait, that's he, too bad. It was a great video. He did a great job of editing, but he just kind of was like, uh, ah, so fuck that. Cuddling? That's too bad. You know, pacing, yeah. pacing. Oh, that's boring. Got a pacing. <laughs> the cuddle gotta, time. Who gotta gives cut a fuck? something out. You don't want to put cuddling. that at the end. Ooh, that's not the big thing. So anyway, so yeah, so that was it. There's it. What is Blanket Fort? Oh, somebody's making a Blanket Fort with a perverted podcast logo on it. that's right. Did you see the picture of that? I totally did. I commented on it. So if anybody's listening, uh, Jay from FetishArtist.net uploaded a a logo and some graphics that he did for a perverted podcast of two chicks. The the cartoon Tina, Mew, and Bunny. Uploaded it to Cafe Press. So now you can go on there and you can order it on a thong, on a toy (laughs) bag, and... on a blanket, which somebody ordered, one of our listeners, and received it and said it was amazing and very soft and plush, and she took a picture And on she's going to go to her dungeon party with, with the perverted oh, podcast right. blanket, oh, and ooh. she will be the envy. That's right. The fucking will. envy, Kathy. Uh-huh. People are going to see that, and the butt hurt of everyone <laughs> in that dungeon. No, that's People that are going to cry. <laughs> she better hire security. <laughs> She better hire some goddamn armed guards to go in that dungeon because people are going to plot. Oh, my God. Well, she was the They're first gonna person. They're going to plot her death. She was the first person to buy something. So kudos to her. And Thank it was you a so blanket. Much and it looks very awesome. Thank you very much. So go to <laughs> cafepress.com forward slash perverted podcast. And, uh, and get some stuff, some stuff and go show people how awesome you are because you listen right. to our show. It's really, I love this. <laughs> I love the thing. So we have all the stickers and we're going to, we got to figure out. Yeah, that's another thing is that he also made us uh, from that same uh, logo, that same graphics beautiful die-cut stickers that we don't just want to give away uh, to just any old buddy. So we got to devise a way, because I'm getting people asking already, well, who are we going to give this shit his, to? His, Jay's intention, fetishartist.net, um, was... Uh, I'm going <laughs> to plug him. He fucking, oh, that was yeah. good. Yeah, that was good. Oh, and, you know, oh. <laughs> so... Um, so he said, hey, why don't you use this as a thing? Because we haven't really updated our Patreon account, you know, and people are donating to us and, and we're supposed to like have little things that we give and then you set little goals for people like, so whatever. So he's like, hey, why don't you include this? And then so Kathy and I'm like, okay, well, first off, I got to remember how to get onto Patreon. Um, and then <laughs> once I do in. that, I can change <laughs> shit. Remember to log I'm in. slightly <laughs> retarded with that. So... um so he was like, you know, so like maybe for a certain amount, like, you know, if you donate, you know, five bucks a month or something, we'll mail you a sticker. And if you do 10 bucks, we'll give you a sticker and one of Laz's buttons. And then if you do, you know, like 20 bucks, you know, maybe, you know, a month and you do it for like two months or something. Is it 20 or 50? I don't know. We said for we what? S- for the fake orgasm. Oh, we said 50. 50. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you donate 50 bucks to Perverted Podcast. Kathy and I, I'll put the microphone on and we will fake an orgasm crying out your name. <laughs> That's a good deal. And uh, and then you can play it for all your friends. It'll be all, who the fuck is Kathy and Boogie? Yeah. I don't know. They have a blanket somewhere. <laughs> They're important. <laughs> Important. We're on a fucking blanket. And if you do like a hundred bucks, you'll do a jingle. For yeah, them I'll do. I'll ring, do one yeah. of the produced jingles a that I do, tone. and uh, and so stuff like that. And so we got to kind of write. And if you have ideas, like if you're good at all the GoFundMe, Patreon stuff, send us ideas of like things we can do that don't require that much work. Did I say that? Honestly, <laughs> you kind of. I really did. Well, I don't want to have someone donate five bucks and I spend six hours of work when minimum wage is like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. 
Okay. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? I think it's fair. Okay. Yeah. It's fair. All right. We'll come up with something and let us know. But for sure, we're going to get on our Patreon and and devise some way to. All right. We'll make it happen. Holly is great. Holly is hard. Holly is sexy. Fucking hard. I need some Holly sanity. All right, when I first read this one, um, I started, it sounded like, the person's name sounded like a curse word or a curse phrase, and I started reading, sweet baby Jesus. First of all, I'm, co- oh, wait a minute, sweet baby <laughs> Jesus is her name. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, sweet baby, little nine ounce, two pound so, Jesus. That's a good name, sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus wrote to us, and I figured it would make it a polysanity segment, because sure. that's what it's about. She says, first of all, I'm all caught up and ridiculously depressed. I'm going to have to start all over just to get my fix. That's not too bad. At the very least, she'll be a pee-pee-zam echo if you have to go through it twice. Nice. Second, she says, thank you for the guests you have on your show. Because of you, I'm now a proud owner of some very, very fantastically wonderful cuffs, courtesy of Joe. Joe fucking Joe. Now, we didn't get... His name or his way to because I didn't know him. I didn't know he started selling them. Well, he does and sell we, that shit. Does he? So, yeah, he does. I thought he was just he said you know to me he's like well, I'm he like do you have an Etsy, shit, do you have an Etsy page or he says right now I'm just kind of building a thing. So if he's well, selling, I want him on our list. Our listener, sweet baby, they Jesus, figured it out. Figured it out. <laughs> Jesus. We don't know what we're doing, but they obviously do. Well, we got to get Joe to tell us, you know, because he makes great stuff. And, you know, he's giving us a ton of great stuff. He's great. Okay. And she goes on to say, I'm currently considering entering into a poly DS dynamic. Yay. I've only ever been a primary in my previous relationships, but I'm okay with being a secondary. My concern is that I won't be able to attach enough emotionally to make the relationship work. I'm a compartmentalizer. Mm. I take my emotions, I process them, I put them in their place, and sometimes I feel that I come off as an unemotional twat waffle. <laughs> I love twat waffles. <laughs> it's better or than as, chicken and waffles, I'll tell you. Don't get it twisted, we'll say twat waffle. Twat. I feel emotions deeply, even if I don't express them. Where is the middle ground? How do I put enough of myself into this relationship? I don't want to doom this to failure because I can't find the balance. You seem to have a decent grasp on Polly, so I figured I'd give it a shot. And if this is too convoluted to understand, I totally get that. I have mad respect for the level of openness and honesty you all give on the show. <laughs> oh, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Put your hat down. What? I have an. I have a thought. Okay, give us your thought, Boogie. <laughs> the thought. What is the line about doomed? I don't want to doom. Can you read that again, please? Uh, I don't want to doom this to failure because I can't find the balance. Okay. That's called the future, and the future doesn't exist. So that's your first self-fulfilling prophecy of dooming yourself. Can I say something before you go on? But that sometimes you're basing that based on so on, many and, paths, and, and that is, and that's that's great. That is so great. And if all of your relationships in the past didn't work, maybe you got to change it up so the relationships in the future might work. If you have a history of relationships that didn't work, and now you're trying the same thing, and now you're dooming the thing that didn't. And I'm saying, if, if, you're, if you're not seeing red flags in a person, like say the person that you're going to have the DS relationship, or you're considering the DS relationship with, in general, that it's positive, you guys communicate well, they're not abusive, you know, it seems encouraging, but maybe you have these reservations about whether or not you're going to fuck up you know, that it's doomed because you d- can't compartmentalize and all these things, that's you not allowing yourself to reinvent yourself and create a new future for yourself because you've already kind of, 
you've said this is how I am. It's always going to be like this, and and it's kind of like that self fulfilling prophecy. You're going to be that. So I always when I see those things, and that's the stuff you know I have to work on in therapy is that I'm constantly progress you know projecting into the future, and. I'm fucking myself because all of these patterns that have made me miserable yeah. my whole yeah. life have been because I'm like, every time that I have stopped and say, hey, why don't I just make a new today and change some of my things today? Like maybe, maybe try mini compartmentalizing. Maybe the poster can try mini compartmentalizing where you do a little thing and you give a little bit of trust and you see if it works out and then you put that into your evidence bag. And you say, well, there was something that I can attach to emotionally. And maybe give yourself a little bit of time instead of kind of throwing yourself into that doubt machine, which is inevitably going to be an obstacle. Because also, if you prepare and plan for failure, you're going to fail. Yeah. Like, you have to have that mindset where you want to give the best or have the best outcome. Because otherwise, that energy that's the energy you're going to give to other person. You know, it's okay to doubt. But if you let you know, like trust, overcome that doubt, then the other person is going to feel that trust. And then, okay, then you can trust more because the other person is giving you that trust back or love or whatever it is. Yeah, you cannot give it all because you're just starting a relationship. But if you start with the negative thoughts, that's what's going to overcome. And that's going to prepare you to fail for that relationship. Well, I got to say, I, 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 don't ag- I don't agree with you guys. Because okay. if, if you walk over, a, you know, a something in the ground that's painful 50 times in a row and it hurts it's not it's not out of the norm to expect that the 51st time the same thing is going to happen so if you're walking the same path but but the thing is that she is an unusual human being and when you are an unusual human being who deals with things in a vastly different way than the majority of human beings do you're walking a lonely path and so it, it is not unexpected that you are going to encounter person after person after person who does not understand your compartmentalizing. That is an unusual thing. Most of us show emotions quite easily, especially in an intimate, committed relationship. Okay. And we equate the lack of emotion with lack of concern. You're not behaving emotionally. You're not showing me everything. You, therefore, you don't care about me. And you don't care about this relationship. And the reason that I don't really think there's anything wrong with what she's doing is because I consider her unusual and unusual people are going to have to find unusual partners. Okay. You know, I considered Mew a serial what? killer for the first three <laughs> months of our fucking relationship, right? That's perfect right? for you guys because you're <laughs> because crazy too. <laughs> she was this person. <laughs> I, Emotionally detached, completely compartmentalized, told me to my face about a hundred times, you will never be my boyfriend. I will never be able to introduce you to my mother. What does that have to do with Well, this? what I'm saying is she was a very detached, emotional. She had I, I didn't know if she had any empathy. I mean, I was asking her questions. So if you see like a puppy get run over, how does that make you feel? She'd be like, well, I'd probably be pretty new drill about it has, you know, she, has she changed that so over time does she feel different now no over, oh no she, she does now she she feels for puppies now right so she feels for my balls now no, no it the took two are completely no different. it's You're not two different it's examples not that took five months for somebody who was very emotionally compartmentalized who did not give any answers who i did not know if she had empathy for life or death i think is very similar to somebody who emotionally compartmentalizes no no and it took but a wait, long wait time a minute. hold on was was me lying to you 
at any time? Was she actually not holding withholding information that you were asking? No, for? she wasn't. So she wasn't. She, she wasn't. just didn't. She did not see me in a way that she could open up and trust me. It but, took five uh, okay, months. That's that is that's what and I that, mean when I what, say that's, that's different than what she's. But talking I'm talking about. about the poster's point of view. I'm not talking about the reaction from. I'm not necessarily uh, talking about the reaction from the potential dominant. That's going to be his his or her reaction is going to be whatever it is. I'm just saying but, that what you described in Mew is not what she's dis- describing. Can we go over then? What she like? Uh, so how did you? Absolutely, she says. My concern is I won't be able to attach enough emotionally to make the relationship work. I'm a compartmentalizer. I take my emotions, I process them, I put them in their place, and sometimes I feel that I come off as an emotional troll. It doesn't mean she's not dealing with them or withholding the information. It just means that she compartmentalizes. Right, and I, I, I see those were the personalities I dealt with with Mew. And there is I, very little. Is there like, for and example, whether it information has to do with like if if it's a she, yes, mm-hmm. if she's able to voice that to the other person, and then there's a communication, then there shouldn't be an expectation of something that is not there. Yeah, the other person has a the chance to, has to, say, to okay, deal well, with that. I know what what it is for you. I know how you express it. So I'm not going to get butt hurt if you don't if you don't at the beginning. Yes, expressing something is one thing, and that's good actually. If you're expressing it and the person does not like the way in which you're expressing it because you're saying it in a very uh, logical, unemotional way, and I guess that's what we're missing here is is she's not actually saying that because she compartmentalizes, she then goes on to never show emotion or tell you what's going on in her head. I that I didn't yeah, get that, but that. we don't know that about her. If I've known, and the reason that I that I don't agree with you guys too much on this, is because I've known people like this, and I am the, I am somewhat like this. My emotions get the better of me a lot of times. I'm probably not as good at it as she is, or as other people are. But I I've, I've always admired people who do that can still communicate, can still get across what's happening and give the partner enough information. They're just not allowing their emotions to do what you, Boogie, have said before, is allow them to be in the driver's seat. They compartmentalize them. They know them. Oh, my God, I feel jealous. I feel this often, me personally, in my relationship with Creative Explorer. There are times when I feel jealous and I feel insecure and feel like, oh, my God, he's going to go find somebody who, who is better at so many things that he wants than I am. It doesn't mean I don't experience them just like she says. It's just that I'm going to compartmentalize them and look at it and decide. And and actually, I didn't read that part of her email in which she says, I'm not a stranger to jealousy. I know what it feels like. It's just that I put it in its box and I look at it and I can figure out why it is I'm feeling jealous and then deal with it. So in no part of this did I infer from what she said that she was withholding information, that she was lying, that she was in, in engaging in a relationship, an intimate relationship with someone in which she was not forthcoming about her feelings. It's just that she was dealing with them in a very sensible, logical way. Yeah, and so I, sorry, I don't, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see any problem with that. The problem is right now. Her problem is, is how is this going to work? She needs solutions. Because however she's done it before, she has all this experience that she's either, however, whether it's her sabotaging herself or, or people just hating the fact that she seems emotionally detached, whatever it is, she's looking for a solution. And I think the only solution I can give is to make smaller compartments because that's what I did with Mew and that I accept, you know, and that's what she did with me. 
because it took five months of her deciding, I'm not, and I'm very pragmatic, I'm, this isn't going to work, but I like playing with you, and you're not going to fuck me. We also didn't fuck for five months. So there was a lot of stuff that she, and I knew because when I asked her who she was as a person, or how she thought about these things, she would explain to me how she thought, and then I accepted this is what this relationship is going to be. And, and didn't that it's stuff not change going, when she started trusting you more? Because she had smaller compartments. Instead of trying to have me fit this big picture that her mom's going to like, that's going to fit this, you know, whatever her age, all the things, whatever her standards and the things she thought at that time, over time, we had, she saw different things that eventually let her say, this person has been consistent here, here, So I'm not really understanding. Here. Then your advice to her is what? My advice to her is, is once again, I can't say whether this person is going to shut you down because he wants or she wants a more emotional uh, dynamic with you. But from what I hear with the with you casting the doubt on the future is you can make smaller compartments. Look for little things. Make little benchmarks. You're not going to open up, and Miguel said this, you're not going to give anyone full trust on the first day because if you do, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah. Don't trust anybody <laughs> yeah. on the first day. Don't give anyone 100% trust. People aren't perfect. Give little things. Have little benchmarks for yourself. If this relationship provides this in the next, say, month, then that's a little evidence I get to put in my thing, and that's the kind of stuff that Mew did. You know, And then find the things that you want from a relationship and see how that goes, and then over time... As you get more of these little compartments together, you've now built a little wall of evidence that says, hey, I can emotionally give to this person because they have shown me that they inspire my trust. I also feel this this person is like somehow asking the same thing the other person was asking. Like, how can I find that somebody? And, you know, you cannot beat yourself up because you have not found that person in X amount of years. There's people that take a whole lifetime to find the other person. It's a journey to search. You have to be able to put yourself out and know that you are going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, if you, and then that's if an you adventure. The, yeah. I mean, it, you're going to get hurt eventually. You're not going to find the perfect person for you right away. Right. You have to be able to little by little find, take your chances. Know that you're going to get hurt and get up and dust off and say, well, that person was not compatible with me. That doesn't mean I am not a good person. That doesn't mean I'm not valuable by who I am. It just means that that person cannot love me the way I am. So, and that's nothing wrong about that person either. Right. I just have to find somebody that I can communicate with. Exactly. Paper, paper hunger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is for something completely different. I think you guys dropped enough wisdom on that. The chat had a request for you guys. Um, uh, what? <laughs> with respect to uh, the fundraising comments you made earlier, uh, there are several people um, by popular demand who uh. want to follow up on Kathy's offer to uh, wear stickers as pasties. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think you have a Should we put that request. at the like 1550 mark? <laughs> <laughs> well, 15, I, I U.S. I think Akatan yes. had a special request that she gets to come here sometime in May. I think she has plans to come visit you guys. And, and she wants on? to be able to remove them with her teeth. I don't know if that's up on <laughs> offer. <laughs> wow. I'm going to say that's a, wow. that's, that's a 2275 right but, like, there. I told him I'd ask. And, you know, I know you guys will do anything for the money. Hey! So. Well, 
you want I may let out. somebody lick my armpits for 50 bucks, <laughs> you know? but I, I draw the line. I Wait think a minute, we should who start said putting pasties on nipples. Yeah. You did. Uh, we said, we'll put, you said, I'll put stickers all over me. And then we talked about pulling them off and oh, for wow. money. All oh over me, God, too. Really? To yeah. You, you get pumped up and we when remember it. And Kathy, Kathy, do you realize you did it cheap? 50 bucks. Sorry. You know, they're calling you. Oh, you can put a price on it? off your boobs for 50 bucks. Oh, that's Hey, if they raise 50 bucks. Jesus Christ, we need Maybe you could you could up it fifty bucks per boob. I mean, uh, you can I like get no, I think fifty bucks, bucks is good. Yeah, okay, my boobs are not pretty. I don't. Mind I'm underselling Kathy's titties. Boogies, boogies. Let's just get it. Assess the no, fair market value, but I don't think he's being very fair. I just <laughs> I think this is very good. Kathy, the demand is there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're, you're, thank you, paper. I appreciate. And, and you know, and I think charisma might need to do something later, but that's just another hint. <laughs> what? What? What was that? You uh, what, what is she has something she's supposed to do before the end of the show, and like I'm just looking at the time. I don't know. Uh, is this thing. a blowjob? Is this finally the blow? No. It is not she, a blowjob. Wow, job. she said that really quick. I thought this a blowjob. She's like, no. <laughs> like <laughs> she was waiting. The boys know no. Like she was waiting to <laughs> yeah. reject what, what is me. It, charisma? Go to the microphone, please. Yeah, I might need to go to the mic. It's the thing. <laughs> My sir said that if I wear underwear tonight, I have to show everybody. <gasps> Oh, well, well, I think we dun, dun, dun. well yeah. then, young lady, <laughs> please present your underwear. Wait, oh, I can't see. Oh, that's, that's so, so cute. pretty. That's very cute. What about the front? Oh, <laughs> very <laughs> yes. cute. Yes. You know why this is? Because Paper Unger ratted her out to her sir and told him that she that's was right. showing her labia here last week. <gasps> Remember when she bent over? Yeah. And showed us her labia? Got animal. a little McMuffin Man, there. that's some nice little labia there. Yeah. She, and her skirt actually blew up in the parking lot, so I think uh, <laughs> half, half of North Hollywood actually saw her underwear before oh you guys. God, so. Well, God bless your labia. <laughs> Thanks for that. God damn it, Well, thank you so much for the poster. Well, yes, and I, I have to say that if, if, if you're going to use that gift of compartmentalizing and dealing with what's actually happening, DS and Polly, and especially when you combine the two, is the place to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. you need to have your head in the game and not let your emotions rule you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was going to say that I had, you know, my, uh, probably my baby girl's going to kill me, but my baby girl. <laughs> Just say baby girl, don't use yeah, names. I'm not going to say that. Well, yeah, but everybody knows who my baby, well. It's anyways, here, <laughs> okay, not true, the rest true. of the world. Yeah. We, true, 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 yeah, true, yeah. True. So my baby girl. <laughs> you know, she was the same way. She would not be able to, like, show any uh, emotion to me. She would be able to say, well, yeah, I trust you more today, like two months after. You know, I'm like, oh, oh, well, this is a great moment. And she's like, yeah, you know, like, I, I, I think you're this. But, like, just flat like that. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and I was like, okay. But she told me, you know, like, I am detached. I am like this. I am like that. And the same thing happened. Like, you see her now, and you, you would not even believe six months ago she would just go in a corner and, like, avoid yeah. everybody. And now she's like, I got stickers and running all over the place. <laughs> and I want to play with people. And she helped build the fortress last time. Yeah, and she <laughs> dances. Just, it's she been changed. Ex- it's that, very exciting. That would be a good thing for sweet baby Jesus to... <laughs> Ask herself, are you compartmentalizing or are you... Protecting yourself. Not sharing. Yeah. What is it that you call... You said that your your baby girl does what? She detaches? Detaches. Yeah, she detaches. Detaching and compartmentalizing are not the same thing. So it might be a good thing for her to ask herself, which one is it that you're actually doing? Detaching means that you are out of touch with what your emotions are and you're tossing them out the door and you're not telling the person that you're with what's going on compartmentalizing yeah. is actually a quite healthy thing to do yeah because when you compartmentalize and you have a ds relationship it works out because exactly. that's what we do with our i mean that's what i also do with my girls like, okay let's take 
A, B, and C, and A, B, and C, when you mix, and then you put, and then you take away, and sticker. Yeah. You know? exactly. <laughs> and sticker. It, sticker. it, all, it always ends up in sticker and, and, and glitter. <laughs> yeah. so don't, don't talk hey, to me about glitter. Hey, what were we supposed to talk about? That's Miguel exactly right? what we're going to... Okay. Well, here's what? what I wanted. Okay, first okay. off, yay to the poster. Yes, that was actually you. a great talk. Sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby <laughs> Jesus. We hope that works out for you. Let me start using that. Okay, I, I was kind of mean, because at first... I was going to, you know, pump up, you know, Miguel uh, in the beginning. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe our listeners just need to hear what the fuck he's about. Because I've known this guy for a while. And he, and 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 I've had some good conversations with Miguel. And he's been around the club. He understands the club. And, and, and I thought it would be great to have him come on because I know he has some really good opinions. And this has been a great, you've had a lot of great info for just being thrown in a chair. The listeners, what listeners, what you're talking about. Well, what I'm talking about is, is we have like every year we always talk about threshold elections. And last year we talked about Unger becoming coordinator and he became coordinator and stuff like that. And so this year, Miguel is running, uh, for the volunteer, uh, fifth board position. And, uh, and, and I said, well, you know, and he's, he's running against someone else. I love the other guy. I think he's a really nice guy, but I just, I really, I know Miguel, and I know Miguel understands how Threshold works, and we've talked endlessly about the inner workings of Threshold and the gregariousness. He's always here. Um, he's yeah. very available. And so I just said, well, hey, I, w- I want to let any Threshold members know that are listening that, that you have my support. Thank you. you know, that and and, and, and you, ha- you have my vote. And if the other guy bumps you off, then fuck you. I'll, you know, have to kiss his ass because I live here. Um, but no, I just thought it was good, and I just wanted people to get a chance to to, to get to know you, not not just because you're you're running for a volunteer position that's going to slave your ass <laughs> an extra thirty hour, extra thirty hours a month, sucker. Um, but uh, but I just think you have a lot to share, and and I think thank you have you, a lot of great you, observations, and and you're welcome to come back anytime. Ooh, I mean, thank you. I am. I feel really really like. You know, like happy and honor because I knew it was like a hundred. You know, the show one hundred and fifty. Um, what am I, zombie? I'm. I'm not the zombie master yet. I'm like, You're just a zombie. Yeah, just a zombie. I'm yeah, like, a zombie. Fif- fifty or more. Yeah. Fifty or more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, but but when I saw that, you know, it was like the episode one hundred fifty. That's like a milestone. So I was like, oh, I, I am. Know. I feel important. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I told I told everybody today, like even people that I was like, what <laughs> podcast? What is that about? I'm like, uh. Just leave it like that. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'm, I'm important. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're here, and and it really was good conversation having you here. And thank uh, you. I appreciate. And it. Kathy, God damn What'd it! What I do? What? What didn't you do? Kathy and I actually had the talk today. Oh. What talk? Because we started the 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 process of well the at the beginning. You know, I said, hey, when oh. we started this, it takes three to five years to break a band. I'd never stuck with anything that long. So I made the commitment, hey, three years, we'll talk about it, see what's going on. I've said this on the show a couple times. You said times. more than that. You said you're going to reevaluate if you didn't get where you wanted to go yeah. in three years. Then, then, then that was an it. And, and I'll tell you, every time we get an email or see something, and, and I had to praise um, Bunny and Mew um, for their input. We had a listener that we talked to. I forget her name. Um, and she had talked about being, you know, scared to bring her little out and she had little, you know, poofy pink poofies and she didn't want to wear them in public. And, and she had some insecurity and fear about that and asked for our advice. And Bunny got on the mic and Bunny and Mew talked about their opinions and thoughts. And then Bunny got on the mic and said some really eloquent, honest little stuff 
And then we all talked and empowered uh, this person as best we can. Total stranger. She lives millions of miles away, whatever. And today she uploads a picture, her with her pink poofies on and some fucking, you know, my little pony pants. And she said, this is the way I went out today. And I'm a little. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. There you go. Great. And so good for you. So and of course, at the time when I read it, you know, Bunny was under the table being Mew's footstool because she likes objectification (laughs) while Mew was studying, which was very hot. And I said, hey, footstool. <laughs> hey, footstool. You did good. And and those types of things make me go as ridiculous as I think our show is sometimes. It has completely not. I really expected us to be a mainstream professional show. And then well, like. It is. It's on iTunes. Two, year, <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shows on <laughs> iTunes I won't mention. and And it's not. And we talked about it today. This is not what I planned. And a cu- about a year ago, I just said, "You know what? This is the show we do." And I'm gonna, I'm not gonna try to be all fucking mainstream or whatever. But it, it really does encourage people that don't have a big community. And so, uh, not get, everybody, but not every. Yeah, it doesn't encourage everyone. There are some <laughs> haters well, out you, there, but you, you know, know, I think it's important to to put your standards high always. You know, because you when you aim high. Then you know it's easier yeah, to yeah. Just, like improve always, but at the same time you know you were always saying like oh I made all these bad decisions or what it was not, but you know when you take when you look at it from like the outside you know my point my personal point of view from the outside and you're like, well I mean, you are boogie and then you live in this amazing the most important dungeon I'm gonna say it bluntly this most important <laughs> dungeon in Southern California <laughs> that has been here for 36 years. And Way to work the platform. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> threshold. He was offering people tacos if they voted for <laughs> it. Oh, I, I'm going Mexican. Okay, I, <laughs> he was. He's using the Latino card. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I mean, hey, the you only know, reason I'm, I, I immigrated. The, you the know? only reason I don't threaten the, the other competitor because he's my friend. Otherwise, <laughs> he'll be taking a trip to Cancun. Yeah. Quote <laughs> with my finger. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be MIA. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, like when you look at it, you have a show. You get invited to talk about sex and king, you know, by other people. You have two beautiful, amazing girls. Um, you're really good at playing. You're a very good player. You know, you like. There's a lot of things that are going in your life. When you look at from outside, it's like, I don't think you're doing that bad. I mean, like, <laughs> you live in a dungeon, you have two girls, they're like naked in front of me, they're beautiful, gorgeous, and they look up to you, and you know. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> no. It ain't I bad. Would, but I I'm just telling you, I shot higher. Well, that's good. I believe, I'm not higher than the girls, but, no, but I definitely <laughs> shot higher. <laughs> but that means you Did can you yeah, see you that. Did you see that. both <laughs> shoulders? They just looked at me like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, the girls are a cream of the but crop. That just that's means what you I can always for. do better, but that yeah. doesn't mean you s- your life is not but good. What I life was is saying, amazing. But what I was saying to make a short story long that we keep talking is every time I hear a story like this, I realize that there's a part of me that goes way back to the preacher <laughs> days when I was preaching bullshit fairy tales. <laughs> and now I feel that I, that I share, and once again, this show is not for everyone. It's not for everyone that's kinky. It's not. It's fucking two boobs <laughs> and a bunch of uh, side freaks sharing our opinions about our point of view of the lifestyle. We're not here to be the lifestyle. We are not the BDSM end all and be all. There's a billion other podcasts about BDSM. But what we do does help a certain amount of people 
that do relate to us, and they try to be better. And for that, no matter what my visions of glory are, this show is valuable enough to do. I think so, because even, you know, you were saying I do the publicity here on, on Threshold, and my point of view is, like, if I can create a channel for just one person every weekend, just one, just one, just one person that day to come in and say, this is for me, and this is where I can be, and this is where I feel safe, and this is where I can be myself, I made it. Yeah. You know, if there's a hundred people coming in and we can make, you know, the dungeon stay up and, you know, that's amazing. But if one person, just one, stays and says, this is it, I'm, it's I'm worth happy. it's I'm worth happy. the it effort. Yeah. Worth it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's good. Very, very well, nice. God damn it. Now that we just all sucked each other's dicks, yeah. let's, uh, let's move on to the end of the show. And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us recorded. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everybody in the Love Lab tonight, especially to Paper Unger and everyone in the chat room. Woo! You're listening, Unger. Come back. <laughs> Bunny, <laughs> Mew, and Charisma. Woo! To Miguel for being here and co-hosting with us. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. Vote, Vote Miguel. Miguel. Vote Miguel. <laughs> tacos for everybody. <laughs> You're such a liar. I will I will bring tacos on one part. <laughs> it's oh, going to be like two tacos cut in 27 pieces. I uh-huh. did not say that we're oh, going to be exciting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Jada love for uh, donating so generously on patreon.com and thank you to Jay from fetishartist.net for getting perverted podcast graphics on Cafe Press and giving our listeners lots of goodies to choose from. If you have a moment, visit cafepress.com forward slash perverted podcast. And finally show 151 coming up next week. My uh, very proud of this song. If you, uh, it scares Bunny. Bunny can't listen to it. <laughs> we have to put a helmet on her. But this is my second full-blown EDM song that I produced this week. If you like clowns, Uh-oh. then oh. you're going to like this song. It's called Sex with a Clown. It's a lot of fun. I'm learning a lot. And uh, we will see you next week at show 151. Woo! Woo!